everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure on the Tomb of Annihilation, part 15. Today is July 26th, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of our games. If this is your first time tuning in, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of every show that we've done since the start of this channel over two years ago. Uh, and if you're more of an audio cast inclined individual, you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made currently for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can find our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. And you can also find a pinned post uh, for a giveaway that we are doing, which is open until August 7th. Uh, basically, you just need to make an entry. I believe that's how Cyberwolf has set it up. Is that just a base submission uh, to either get yourself in uh in our game uh as a possibility uh for the monday and thursday night campaign uh or you can get a i believe a item of tiamat merch of your choosing i think that's what we originally did it and if we didn't then hey i guess i'm changing the rules maybe uh but uh, if you would like more Tiamat merch, you can go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com. We have t-shirts, we have posters, we have mugs, and now we also have face masks uh, that have the symbol of Tiamat upon them in all of her five glorious colors. We have white, red, black, blue, and green all available for you. Uh, and all of the proceeds that we get from the face masks go towards COVID research. So, hey consider checking that out and maybe give yourself like a 30% boost to your poison resistance IRL while doing it. It's a good time. Uh, so speaking of good times, hey, RJ, who you playing today? Hey, everybody, I'm RJ, and I'm altering the deal. I'm playing Walmorn, the barbarian fighter shifter. All right, and GB, who are you playing? Today I'll be playing Nazrat, the friend of the jungle, halfling, ghostwise halfling, uh, druid. Hey everybody, I'm Wings. I'm going to be playing as Baz the Drowrogue fighter. I'm the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be playing as Teshvale de Falaran, Mark of Shadow Paladin. And I'm Tyler. I will be your DM tonight, and we'll start off with the uh, recap. Last time, Nazrat, friend of the jungle, and his long-eared companion happened across an interesting bunch of adventurers. Split from their friends, they are intent on exploring the ruins of Omu, where so far they have been ambushed by evil Wan-Ti. Now, having learned the legend of the nine trickster gods, they aim to raid the shrines for the puzzle cubes, keys to the tomb. What dangers lie in Omu? Who is the King of Feathers? Find out on the Indoor Adventure Presents... The Adventures of Nazrat, friend of the jungle. <laughs> you bastard. Anyway, Beautiful. Beautiful. You guys are um, holed up in a compound. I'm sorry, I broke Stephen. <laughs> you guys are holed up in a compound uh, where previously the it looks like the Red Wizards uh, had been ambushed by Wan-Ti. There was a single survivor, Orvix Okramis, 
professor uh, who you rescued, um, but were immediately beset upon yourselves by Wan Ti. You fought them off, and now uh, that you have settled down, uh, Orvex gave you guys the story of Omu, or more specifically, the nine trickster gods, uh, how they related to each other, and the fact that uh, they were murdered at some point uh, and buried in a tomb, the tomb of the nine trickster gods. Uh, and to get in there, which she is very interested in doing, you uh, need to go to their shrines, solve their puzzles, and collect their puzzle cubes. Um, however, Orvex is close to death. He's suffering from three levels of exhaustion, uh, and he is still about mid, uh, not even midday yet, uh, the second day that you guys have arrived at Omu. Uh, Tesh, Baz, and Racket, you still haven't had any contact with Rinrin, Hassan, or Azaka. And Wally and Nazareth, you're just along for this fun, fun ride. What would you guys like to do? Uh, Tesh is going to ask Summerwise if they could possibly do a loop, uh, see if they can find where Rinrin, uh, Azaka, Hassan, anyone that they might know uh, might be, but if they encounter any danger in the air, like Terra Folk or some other flying levels of bullshit, just come back to me, my sweet pet. Uh, do you want him to do like a full loop of the city uh, to start out small and keep going out? Or? Uh, just like a base perimeter, because like we landed on the outside of the city, so kind of just like spiral in see if you can find anything okay yeah he'll uh he'll start from center and, and start doing a perimeter to see if he can't find where your friends are oh um, and if he finds them stay with them okay and just like every like set of time just like the, brain the blast link, yeah the telepathic link is what 100 feet 120 i believe okay cool He'll give it his best. Because he's my sweet little boy. Baz is going to... Flies off. Oh, sorry. Baz is going to keep up a patrol. Um, he will uh, establish maybe a 100-foot perimeter around okay. the camp and yeah. just keep an eye out. The, the compound that you guys are in is probably like 150 feet... Uh, length and, and width-wise. Uh, so like 100 feet outside of that or just like around the perimeter of this, this compound? 100 feet outside the compound. Okay. Uh, and the first hour of which you were invisible. Um, but if you're going to be keeping this up all day, I'll need you to go ahead and roll a stealth check. Okay. I'm good at those. So yes. so long as I don't roll... Why, why do I have to tempt fate? Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Um, it's a 10, but I rolled a nat 1. <laughs> Oof, okay. Uh, you're keeping up a perimeter. Um, I'll get back to you. Nazrat, Wally, and Tesh. Um, Orvex, as soon as you guys... Uh, Racket tends to his wounds and, and gives him some water out of the alchemical jug, and he just conks out. Um, so it seems like he's going to be taking a, a long rest right now. Um, you guys... It's only been like six hours since your last long rest. Not even. Um, so what would you guys like to do? 
we're parking it here though just to keep a low profile since we yeah. made a mess up in the uh thoroughfare yeah yeah um you haven't exactly explored all of this area yet um you, you, so far you've been uh in like the main courtyard area where the the, the pyre of uh charred snake skeletons were um there still are at least half a dozen a dozen bodies and uh uh, scattered around this courtyard um, and a lot of buildings that you haven't even uh, are just completely overgrown with with uh, vegetation. Um, Teshval, you you hear in your head, uh, my friend. You say that you have companions that are missing. I may be able to help. And Tesh like. Now that he knows that this is just a thing that you do, he turns to face you just mm -hmm. so that way, like, he can see, like, facial expressions and it's not a phone call. Um, <laughs> Zoom versus just Discord. Uh, and he will say, yes, we uh, seem to have lost track of several of our friends, a young tabaxi, named Rin Rin, a Yuan Ti named Hassan, and he, I'm not actually sure what a Zaka is, but they appear to be human. Well, I could send a message to them, ask the clouds to give them word. You can ask the clouds and the clouds can respond? They will do my bidding. What would you say? Or have the clouds speak to them? Whatever you choose. Up to ten words. I think that whatever we put up there might be read by more than just the right people. You could just Tell them you're okay. I wouldn't want to risk it. We're talking about the sky, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah, Nazar Mr. Nazareth, I don't think that's a real good idea. Mr. Nazareth, this isn't the first group of people that I have befriended since entering into this jungle. I brought my own friends with me, people from my house, and we were turned upon by Yuan Ti. I don't want them knowing anything about us, whether we are okay, whether they are injured. I'm sure they will find out in their own time. But even the information of them knowing that we have somebody capable of doing things such as you, I would rather that be a surprise. Okay, whatever you want. <laughs> Sorry for your loss, oh, Mr. Cheshvale. It happens from time to time. You don't get to be over 200 years old without losing a few people you're close to. Wally's taken aback. Ah, well, uh, if it's any consolation, you don't look a day over 125. Why, thank you. I like to think that I have a very youthful expression. 
you're not like 300 years old, are you, Mr. Nazareth? No. <laughs> nope. Um, I don't know how old I am. Mr. Bigglesworth has taken care of me since I was very small. Baby. <laughs> and then he do- he does uh, he does uh, pull Bigglesworth out of his pouch and he like rolls him kind of like a dice, and he's like, Bigglesworth to my side, and he rolls up into Bigglesworth the gorilla, and I'm like, all right, my friend, let us move these bodies, and we start dragging the the bodies to the pyre. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there uh, are a lot of bodies here. Um, most of them appear to be mercenaries, um, though all of their equipment, weapons, uh, any uh, reasonable armor that isn't broken uh, seem to have been already uh, confiscated by them. Uh, you guys do have to kind of shoo off some, some wild dogs that are munching on a body. Uh, but of the bodies that you find, uh, there are three in red wo- red robes with bald heads and very sallow-looking faces. Um, yeah, I mean, if they don't have anything outwardly appearing to be, like, useful, not not valuable, but useful, mm-hmm. um, uh, Nazrat wouldn't even think of it. And so yeah. he, they're just, we, him and Bigglesworth will move the stuff. And then... Um, yeah, I guess uh, I will. I'll take the time, and as a ritual, cast speak with animals and okay. talk to the dogs and tell them that they may eat the bodies later. But for now, <laughs> move along. All right. Know. Yeah. No. Awesome. They they uh, are a little skittish, but when you speak with animals, they're a lot more uh, receptive. Um, and you know, food, food, want food, hungry, bork, bork. That's uh, how they talk. Well, I, I appreciate your conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, Baz, Danae, uh, Wings, whatever. Roll me a d100, please. Don't like that. There you are. Get in there. Uh, 68. <gasps> That's exactly how old I am. <gasps> That's hilarious. Uh, roll a d6. Uh, oh no. Two. Two. Cool. All right. This sounds oh. suspiciously like an encounter table. What? No, I wouldn't do that. Not right now. As you are, um, you know, walking the perimeter, a uh, hundred feet out on each side, uh, we'll put you pretty much on the thorough- on that big thoroughfare. But you're kind of skirting around the edge of his edges of it, uh, and on the west side, you get kind of close to uh, a very prominent-looking building. It's got a large, really muddy-looking pool uh, and a, a walled building uh, that you can make out a, a, a gate uh, to enter it. Um, and in the center of this uh, murky-looking pool. Uh, is hold on just want to make sure uh outside of the pool are toppled monoliths uh that have seemed to fallen into the pool itself there are rope bridges that once span the water 
and uh, in the middle of the pool, uh, a there is a statue of a stone frog just peeking above the water. Huh. Um, but uh, just keeping to your 100-foot perimeter, you don't actually go towards that shrine. You can just uh, make it out. Uh, and as you're making your, your loop, um, you feel a crunch in the uh, ground beneath you uh, and a buzzing. Uh, and several giant wasps burst out of this nest in the ground that you have just stepped on. Oh, uh, fuck. So, uh, roll initiative. <laughs> oh, no! So my first day out in the jungle, I accidentally stepped on a wasp nest, and well, that would be pretty good. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever actually stepped on any wasp. Um, in the meantime, however, uh... Steven, Tesh, um, you get a, uh, a frantic telepathic message um, and you look up and see Summerwise speeding towards you and in trail there are five gargoyles. Oh no! My and two sweet of them, boy. Two of them have a net between them, so everyone roll initiative. I got a dirty 20. Okay. Twenty-one. Twenty-four. Jeez. Okay. Uh, aha, you teased me about having the alert feet, and I've got the lowest initiative, 16. So what'd you roll, like a five? An <laughs> eight. I rolled an eight. And 21 was Tesh. And... Oof. Um, no, I did not expect that. Did, did we take a short rest? Yeah, uh, you guys have definitely taken a short rest since the last encounter. Uh, let's put that as... Sorry. Gotta prepare now this uh, random encounter since Baz decided to step on a giant wasp nest. Bzzz, they say. <coughs> Quick question. Sunlight? Mm -hmm. Yes. Actually, it's... Yeah, no. Sunlight. Um, Summerwise is going to act on your turn, uh, Tesh. And, uh, you can decide what he does. He has a flight speed of 60. Alright. So, uh, like I said, for the guys in the courtyard, uh, Tesh is alerted by Summerwise that, uh, he is being chased. Um, and you look up and see Summerwise darting down at you guys from about 100 feet away, uh, being trailed uh, behind by some gargoyles. They're still probably 160 feet away. Uh, meanwhile, Baz, uh, these two giant wasps have popped out of their nest. They are rather sizable. 
Hmm. At the top of the round is Wally. Gargoyles are 160. Uh, yes. I'm gonna bonus action shift to get 40 feet of movement. Mm-hmm. Twirl out my gun as I run out. And I'll try to find cover next to a building. Yeah, absolutely. You can easily find cover amongst these ruins. Uh, action when they're hold action when they're close enough. I'll pot shot one. All right. Uh, which what range? Uh, I, my range is forty one twenty. So at one twenty or forty. Uh, one twenty would be at disadvantage. So closer, better. Okay, so you're hoping to wait until they get within 40 feet to take your shots. Shots? Yeah. Shot, yeah. Cool. Action is held. Meanwhile, uh, Baz, you were a little stunned by these bees popping out of the ground, uh, and one of them aggressively flies at you and tries to sting you. Oh, fuck. Uh, for a 15 versus your AC. Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, for six piercing damage, and you need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, oof, 11. 11. You're okay. Um, however, oh, uh, you take half damage. Or six poison damage. Baz is going to get murked by some bees. Alright, uh, I'm like a hundred feet away from the compound? Yes. Tesh. Wait, so um, Baz is only 100 feet away from us? Uh, he's, he's 100 feet from the compound itself. He'd have to scale a wall. He's, he's to the south of you. Okay. Uh, Summerwise is 100 feet to the north of you. Gotcha. No, I was but just Baz- more figuring, like, it took an hour to go 100 feet? Uh, he's been walking all the way around the compound. Gotcha. Patrolling. Gotcha. Okay. I get it and now. He's what, like a hundred? Oh, like in the walled area. Away. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Where uh, Orvix is on the map. Yeah, I was thinking that Baz was literally like hopping onto the thoroughfare and like going all around the lost city by themselves, not just like staying in our area. Got it. Gotcha. I'd say okay. Baz is somewhere. Just to the south of the compound. Down Sounds here. good. Um, he's dumb, but he's not that dumb. Uh, I am going to tell Summerwise to fly behind Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is going to pull out his sweet, awesome rapier. Uh, and he, I don't have any fucking spells left, so, uh, I am going to take a ready action with my sacred oath 
uh, for the conquering presence. And when all of these creatures are within 30 feet of me, uh, mm-hmm. try and just scare them. Okay. And that, that conquering presence just holds for a while, right? Yeah, it's my channel divinity. Okay, cool. Uh, Wally's about 40 feet from you, um, which means he's within 60 feet of Summerwise. So Summerwise can use their normal fly speed to land behind um, Wally and can ready an, act, uh, uh, an action to sting if, uh, if yeah, he wants. most certainly. If the action to sting... Uh, actually, it'll... Uh, it'll hold its action to dash. Okay. Yeah. So if if the gargoyles get within... Get within, like, 20 feet of it, then just go, like, full movement away. Ab- abandon Wally and go to you? No, like, because... Uh, am I in front of Wally? You are behind Wally. Okay, so I'm getting up closer to Wally then, but Wally has, okay. like, 40 billion feet of movement. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'll get as close to Wally as I can, but summer-wise, just, like, go that way. Try, like, hide somewhere, you sweet baby boy. Awesome. Cool. He will hold his action to run away if uh, these gargoyles get within 20 feet of him. Um, and you used your conquering presence and movement. Anything else on your turn? Nope, that's it. Cool. You are 10 feet behind uh, Wally, but you are not in cover, as Wally is. Yeah, that's Baz. fine. Bzz, that's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm going to do a second wind as my bonus action. Um, okay. okay. Uh, I gain back six hit points. Not the best, but not the worst either. And I'll accept that. Um, the other wasp hasn't gone an initiative, right? No. I'm going to pop off and assassinate on him, uh, whip up my gun. And uh, um, you do have a guy within five feet of you. That's fine. I'm in, I'm in sunlight anyway. Everything would be at disadvantage. Oh, but okay. it's an assassination. So I would have had, it, I also get advantage. So it cancels out. Okay, so you're rolling at normal. Yep. Um, ten to hit. A uh, ten does not hit. Action surge. Okay. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen will hit. Okay. Uh, and if you hit and it hasn't acted, it's a critical, correct? Yep. This is correct. And you have your rifle out. Yes. So, kablow. Rifle goes wide. Um, Kablao. And then the rifle hits. So, four. Um, 13 piercing damage. Fantastic. That is exactly lethal. Oh my god. Amazing. All right. Uh, a, um, a bee flies out of the ground and latches onto you and stings you. And as you're fighting it off, you shoot once, wild, reload, get it on target, and take that one out. Okay. That's it for me. Still standing next to this uh, wasp that's going to sting you? Well, I could start running, but he'd sting me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the rest of you, you hear the gunfire of uh, Baz and know that he's not close enough to you to be shooting at these um, flying gargoyles. Uh, speaking of flying gargoyles, a pair of them with a net between them are going to fly their 60 feet of movement. Uh, they were 160 feet back, so now they are uh, within 60 feet of Wally. Um, and I think they cannot throw that net that far. Hold on. Net. Net as an item. It's like 10 feet, I think. Yeah. Um, so actually, I think they're going to move. They're going to double move to get right up upon uh, Wally since Summerwise is there. And as they get within 24, as they get within 40 feet, Wally. Natural 20 for 28. <laughs> As is tradition. Blah, 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 blah. Tradition. Oh, that's garbage. Uh, a total of 20 damage on one. All right. You whip up the pistol uh, and plow. A chunk of its uh, shoulder flies off. Actually, we'll say like half of its face gets blown off the of its rocky face. Ah. Its grimace remains as it continues to fly towards you. Uh, and as it gets within 20 feet, Summerwise is like deuces uh, and readied action dash 60 feet across the courtyard um, past where Nazrat is. Um, so they get up within uh, in melee of Wally with their net, uh, but they cannot attack. Speaking of Nazareth. Uh, Bigglesworth to me! And Bigglesworth goes, clumps down, I interact, grab him, tuck him in my pouch so he can't get swiped and carried away by gurgoyles. Um, and I am... Give me a visual. How far from them am I? You are 40 feet behind uh, Wally, where there are two gargoyles already in melee with him. Okay. Um... Oh, uh, your conquering presence. They are within the 30 feet, Tesh. I wanted them all to appear. Like, I'm waiting for oh, all of them to come Yeah. Down. I mean, I'm not going to blow conquering presence when I can hit, when I can hit everybody. <laughs> okay. Save it. Fantastic. Saving it. Um, I guess uh, as my action, I will... Uh, I don't know any better that we're going to be attacked more than this today, so I'm going to go ahead and blow my other big spell. Right? Oh, wait. <gasps> I've got three third-level spells? Well, oh no, that is my last one because I conjured animals twice already. No, only yeah, once. Only once. Only once. Okay, so I will indeed. I will, and I call into existence a. Uh, it's a Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah, it's a Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, this is. It's the size of a giraffe, but it's a huge, a huge flying beast. It's like a giraffe, a stork the size of a giraffe with like a neck like a giraffe and then a beak the size of the neck of a giraffe. 
and I cast it behind them. Cool. Uh, behind the the gargoyles. One, uh, which set? Since uh, there are still three uh, that are more than a uh, hundred and sixty feet away from you, and there are two uh, uh, that are within forty feet of you. Okay. Um, Mm. You could put it like as far as you can, like right between yeah. them. Let me look at that real quick. Then, um, sixty feet is the range on it. Okay. Um. So, I guess yeah. I I call upon it into existence with my little halfling yell, and I'm gonna put it sixty feet in the air doing the C-130 circle around us to try to draw in those three that are upstairs and, and keep uh, keep them off our back. Okay. It is ready to go. Okay. <laughs> uh, when does it act? I believe it's during my turn. Yeah. Immediately after. Okay, yeah, so it is summoned 60 feet and it is ready to go. It, yeah, uh, and it can fly. Oops, hold on. It has a fly speed of 80 feet. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Oh, sorry. Um, so on its turn, it flies 80 feet towards the ones that are in the air. Okay, so that's, yeah. what, 120 feet altogether. That's 80, 60 feet 60. away, and then yep. it flies 80. Right. Uh, and I so. said they were 160, so yep. it's getting close. It's 40 getting foot gap. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're gonna have to get past it. Fantastic, because it is their turn, and uh, they want to get with their other gargoyle buddies. So I think they're going to just try and uh, let's see how how dumb are they? No, they uh they have orders, so they're they're going to go past your Quetzalcoatl. Um, <laughs> and to do that, they're gonna have to double move, and to do that, uh, your Quetzalcoatl will get a um, opportunity attack against nice. one of them. All right. Uh, okay. It doesn't provoke an opportunity attack when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Oh, they're flying out of my reach. Yes. So this is just an opportunity. Okay. So then it is just a bite, which yep. is uh, plus four. Oh, <laughs> only a 14. Boy, the dice are against me tonight. Uh, 14 to hit will not hit. Snap! This gigantic just... beak. Okay. Cool. So they go 60 feet past the uh, Quetzalcoatl, and then uh, 120 feet will put them uh, in range of, I think, two of them go to, uh, actually, one of them goes and helps their buds out next to Wally, and two of them are going to be just, I think they make it to Tesh. So, Tesh, all of them will be within 30 feet of you now. Good, good. And now it is time to channel Divinity. Uh, so, they all need to make a wisdom saving throw, unless they are immune to the frightened condition. Immunities. Nope. Well, they get scared if they don't make a 13. And it's wisdom? Yes. That's a 9, a 19, a 17, and a 10. And 
16. So three successes, two fails. Two fails. Um, I'll put one. Uh, it was this one, this one. Cool. Uh, Wally, it is your turn. Bonus action. I would like to rage. Okay. So I'll take that off and then I could pull my tomahawk as I try to swipe at one. Okay. Yep, there are three in melee with you. I'm going to swipe at the one that I shot to try cool. and chip it down. Chip away. A dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. For six points of slashing damage. Cool. And he is marked by my bunny brigade. He is your, your bunny brigade uh, assaults, and he is marked. And that's disadvantage against attacks that aren't against you, right? That aren't against me, and if they do hit, then the target gets resistance. Oh, sweet. Jeez. Fantastic. Wonderful. Excellent. Um, is that all in your turn? Bonus and action? Uh, yeah. Cool. On Giant Wasp F's turn, he still wants to sting away at Baz for a 13 to hit. 13's gonna miss. Yeah. Um, and that's its turn. It's Tesh. There are two in melee with you, three in melee with Wally. Well, um... I am going to I'll attempt to stab one. Okay. So there are two that are engaged with me. Are these the net boys? Uh no, the net boys are with uh Wally. With young Wallium. Mm -hmm. Uh okay, yeah, I'll I will stab out at the gla or the gargoyle that is Closer to myself and Wally. Uh, yeah, there there is two. What did I say? Two in melee yeah, with you. Two yeah. with me, and then three with Wally. Yeah, so you can stab out at one of the ones next to you. Yep. One of them is uh feared, frightened. Oh, um, I'll attack the scaredy pants. Give okay. him a reason to be. Give him a reason to know the meaning of fear. Uh, nineteen to hit. Nineteen will definitely hit. Okay. And then uh, 10 points of magical piercing. And magical piercing it is, and quite effective, in fact. And then, oh, shit, I have a second attack. Ha ha. <laughs> I was like, wow, this turn seems really mundane. Uh, 17 to hit. Yes. That is for six points of magical piercing. Nice. And then, do I have a bonus action I can do? Ha <laughs> ha! No! I'm done. Fantastic. Um, Baz, this this uh, giant wasp is just trying to get at you with its big, giant, mean-looking stinger. Alright, there's a couple of things I can do here. Um, over a hundred feet away my party is over um, feet away. and it is just one wasp mm -hmm. this is going to require some setup 
but I'll see what I can do. Um, desperation move, darkness. <laughs> Perfect. If I'm um, gonna have disadvantage, so are you. Yeah, exactly. If I've got disadvantage, then so do you. Bah. Um, so standard action, darkness, um, and then I am going to try and skirt around it and use my bonus action to hide in the darkness. Wasn't your bonus action to cast darkness? No, my standard action is oh, to cast standard darkness. Oh, standard action, cast darkness, bonus action. Are you trying to get out of melee with it? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Um, you are completely obscured, so you can hide. Uh, roll it. Uh, with advantage, because I'm in the darkness? Be, it's treated as blinded, right? So that would give a disadvantage on perception checks. So it, that makes sense that you would have advantage on stealth checks. I mean, it would have disadvantage on attacks from you anyway. Got an attacks 18 for my stealth. You. Okay. Uh, and that's all I can do for now. How long does darkness last? Uh, it, it's a concentration uh, and it lasts for a minute, I believe. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. All right, uh, there are two boys in melee with, uh, actually three, but these two act first. Um, and one of them is going to try and cast a net on Wally. I have Mage Slayer, so, because uh, he's trying to cast a net. Oh. Boy, that, that took me for a loop. A seven doesn't hit. No. Um, that's one of its melee attacks. Sorry, let me just make sure I'm reading this right. Yeah, so it has to use its action to use the net as opposed to its multi-attack. Um, but they want to net you, so the other one's also going to try and cast its net. It's a big net. They both get attacked. For a 20 versus your AC. That hits. Cool. They net you. You are restrained. Um, and together they are going to start flying. Um, and I think they can, since they are hauling you away with this, they can only move half their movement. So they take flight only going about 30 feet. But it's like 30 feet right. up, right? Yeah, like 30 feet in cool. a perpendicular, a, a, a tangential uh, hypotenuse triangle. Um, that's forced movement, so the other one doesn't get an opportunity attack against you. Nazrat. Hey, that situation, that changed the situation a little. Oh, <laughs> uh, You didn't move, right? You stayed where you were, or did you? Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, so they are flying now. Um, Which would put them about 70 feet from you. So, okay, that's that was the next question for spells. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the, the closest I could get to them if I can move 25 feet is... You can move 25 feet, in a, 25 feet in a straight line. You'll be just behind um, Tesh, and okay. you'll be within the, what is that, 50, uh, 45 feet. Okay. All right. It's not enough. Uh, 
So I uh, call out to my uh, flying friend, mm -hmm. and his his objective now is to save to save Wally. Because um, I got I've got absolutely nothing to to get close. Um, so what I do is I use my bonus action as I, my little halfling bare feet are flapping on the stone. They suddenly turn into hooves and then my hands come down and they turn into hooves and I grow to be a prehistoric giant, giant elk. Um, nice. And I am going to just smash into one of the ones near Teshvel. Fantastic. Go ahead and roll your attack. Is it okay. a, it's a charge attack, right? Yeah, yeah. And then bad things happen from there if I can actually hit. Uh, are you uh, attacking the one that Teshvel's already stabbed or the other one? uh the other one i guess okay yeah what do you think tashville i think that's fine all right the other one i wasn't expecting you to turn into a giant fucking elk so like <laughs> today's just been great this is wonderful. like no no sarcasm and whenever anyone says that i know they sound sarcastic but like this is awesome i love this <laughs> all right uh i'm pretty sure this misses but 17 17 will hit the gargoyle oh yes okay good let's just go back to the giant elk and because he has been hit with the ram it's going to be 4d6 plus 4 hell yeah roll it sir i do not have a fourth d6 here for some reason all right, so 10 and 6, yep, 10 and 6 is 16 plus 4, that's 20, and now he, 20 points of bludgeoning, mm -hmm. and he needs to make a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked on his butt. DC 14, uh, yep. unfortunately he rolled really well and has a dirty 20. All right, well then I'm going to stomp him with a hoof. Classic. Uh, <laughs> just to just to be like you were supposed to be on the ground and make this easy so i'm very <laughs> as an elk uh and then i miss oh, uh, wham he saw the hoof coming uh yeah he he studied himself up with his stone wings slapping in the air um and uh definitely moved away from your your stomp because you were expecting him to fall on the ground majestic giant elf majestic giant elf it's fantastic uh well on the rest of their turn, one of them that was just next to Wally is scared of um, Tesh and can't go towards Tesh. So he's not going to. He's going to go back after Wally and uh, try and knock Wally unconscious so taking him away will be easier for them. Uh, two attacks, one with its bite, one with its claws. Uh, woof. A... The bite was a 7. The claws were a 16. Misses both. All right. Um, however, the two next to Nazrat and uh, Tesh, uh, your, does your Frightened give it disadvantage against you? I forget. Uh, if it is Frightened, let me check the conditions. Uh, ba, 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 frightened oh. is they have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. Okay. 
and has disadvantage against you. I forgot your Quetzalcoatl uh, is going to dive bomb the ones carrying uh, Wally, correct? So go ahead and roll your dive bomb attack because they are is close. All right. I was going to say, okay. Okay, I miss. (laughs) I totally miss. Like, uh, altogether, a nine. Um, Okay. Uh, it has 80 feet of movement, so it can do a flyby and get without outside of 30 feet, so it can dive attack again. Okay. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be its mo to just. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying cool. to save, trying to save Wally, because it okay. can carry him if it if it kills them or whatever, or if he falls. I yep. hope. He's only 30 feet up. It's fine. <laughs> it's. He's raging. That's right. That's um, right. a f- 10 against. Tesh does not hit. No. And a how is a fourteen against the giant elk? Against the giant elk, I switched real quick. Oh my god, D and D Beyond, I love you so much. Uh, fourteen armor class. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, have you played a game where I've run where I do it special if it matches? Um, oh no. Uh, what happened there? So the way I do it is if you match AC, you can either do half damage or give advantage on its next attack on the next attack against the creature or give the creature disadvantage on the next attack. These things have multi-attack, so it's going to give advantage on its second attack against you. Hmm. Okay. Uh, which is fantastic because it just rolled two threes. Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, and the second attack against uh, Teshvale was in that one because of disadvantage. Anyway, that was those three's turn, and we're back at the top of the round where Wally is restrained in a net, and you're about 30 feet off the ground. I'm going to use my strength to burst out. Okay. Which is at advantage, because I'm raging. Clearly don't need it. Uh, 24. 24. A creature can use its action to make a, yep, easy check uh, to break out. Alright, you break out and fall 30 feet. Cool, because I need to take damage to maintain my rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 feet is 3d6. And that's a very easy uh, 8 bludgeoning damage as you collapse to the ground uh, in a heap amongst the buildings that you were just taking cover in. Ow! Uh, they don't like that. They want you. Um, I'm in dinner first. Action. Anything for your bonus action? Uh, I don't think I have anything for my bonus yet. You are prone having fallen. Right, so uh, half my movement to get up and then another half to get out the building. Cool. Uh, and you're essentially back where you started. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. All right. A flying giant wasp is in the dark, panicking, and trying to stab out at whatever its source of panic is. It has disadvantage, because you are hidden and it is also blind. Which disadvantage is a 7 against you. Nope. Cool, that's its turn, Tesh. I still have one on me. You have one on you, two on you. Uh, The second one is attacking Nazareth friend of the jungle that's fine uh nazrat is no mere friend of the jungle like tesh is just like 
consistently in awe of this small halfling. Like, big ups, player. You do you. This is great. Uh, and Tesh is going to stab. He's going to do the thing he does best. Why yes. did they have to be constructs? My sort of life stealing would trigger on the tw on the nat twenty I just rolled, but I don't think gargoyles are constructs. They right. are elementals. <gasps> yeah, so triggers. Oh my god. Sweet. So I'm going to be dealing an extra ten necrotic damage and gain ten temp HP. Boy, um, oh boy. Ah, uh, God, feels good. Ten necrotic damage. They don't uh, have any of as well as twelve points of magical piercing. So they take a total of twenty-two. Oof, oof! This thing just took a hell of a beating from you. And I have ten temp HP. Yeah. This is great. This is the best case scenario. I'm attacking again. This is an absolute win, and you have a second attack. <laughs> Fourteen's not gonna do it. Fourteen does not hit a gargoyle. Nope. That's all right. It knows. It knows. It doesn't like. No bueno. Yep. That's it. That's all I can do. Baz, you are hidden in the darkness. This bee's stabbing wildly. What would you like to do? Uh, there's a clatter as the rifle drops and he draws his short swords. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to come for it. Um, so he can't see in the darkness. So mm -hmm. disadvantage. But the bee also can't see. So mm -hmm. advantage. So cancels out. You are technically hidden from it. Uh, first one's a natural one, so that's definitely going to miss, but uh, my bonus action uh, to also attack. Uh, 16? 16 will hit. I'm okay. getting that the head head shake of disapproval for rule leniency from Steven. When you're a drow in a, in a big bad world... Look, no, uh, I'm shaking my head because being in utter blackness, knowing there's a wasp also in the darkness with uh, you, is so, like, ugh, fuck that. No oh, it's wasp, fucking buzzing, too. Wasp. It's loud a four, a four and foot buzzing. Wasp. Yeah, yes. no, fuck that nonsense. It's, it's making, like, clickety-clack noise with its legs and, and mandibles. It's all wet and, like, yeah. Baz, there's a Dairy Queen here, Baz. <laughs> Baz, there's a Dairy Queen. Uh, three slashing damage tree uh that's my action bonus action i can't hide again uh so and it well, still has disadvantage against you i mean i i also can't see so he should get it he should it's like same thing it's you even playing hiding. Field yeah what's up uh rj no, I was just misremembering something. Never mind. Go ahead, brother. It's 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 like I also can't see because it's magical darkness. You can't you can't use dark vision and magical darkness. No. Should have taken those levels in Warlock. Oh well. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there will be a feat here that you can use soon where you can just have Warlock stuff. I you know what? Just like just let my again. sister know that like I'm a father because I'm next time you find me I'm gonna have eggs in me. Tasty. Speaking of eggs, and not on that subject at all, we're going back to the gargoyles that are going back after uh, Wally. Um, these two are not frightened, so they can get closer to Teshvale, uh, and they are going to swoop down and try and net you. <laughs> How's a 15 versus your AC? 
Wallamore. Wallamore. Oh, if they're stopping next to me, I'm using my reaction to GTFO. Sweet. Okay, they have to get within five feet of you to toss the net. Um, so you use your action to GT your reaction. How many feet is that? Forty feet back to Teshvale. Cool. Uh, he was only ten feet away from you. Ten feet back to Teshvale. Cool. Uh, I got well, two dudes on me. That's yeah, fine. I'll park up next to one dude. They used thirty feet to swoop down. They have another thirty feet to swoop back at you. Um, they're not going to tussle with a giant elk. You are the tiny squishy one that they want to grab. Uh, so the first one was still a fourteen to uh, net you. Miss. Okay. And the second one is a dirty twenty to net you. Some bitch. They want you. Um, however, comma, they are going to do the drag. Actually, they can't because they used their movement already. So you are just in a net next to Tesho and four gargoyles. That's right. All right. Uh, unfortunately, I am in combat range of one that is still alive, correct? Yes, you are. But I'm a big F off elk with a ton of movement. So yeah, I just I I, I make a loop. Do, 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 do. Cool. Go ahead and uh, let provoking one... an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love rolling threes against you. Yes. <laughs> uh, for I am Lord of the Forest. Uh room, 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 and I charge back so I can just stomp them. Uh nice. charge attack. Uh, oh fudge, 14, that misses. So I miss with the miss. ram. I try to stomp him with a hoof. And a 20, dirty 21. Yep, that'll hit. All right. Roll your hoofing. Hooves, oh my god. Okay, uh, hooves are 4d8. That's a lot of eight. Uh, I only have three out, so. Uh, so on those three, that's 15 and 12, 13, 14, 15 and two more. So that was six. Yep. Two more. So, and nine, so 15, 15 and nine, 39, 39 of four. You said four D eight, right? Oh, 48. Yes. I'm sorry. Yep. That would be, uh, it would be 15. That's what I rolled on three dice. I'll mm -hmm. just roll one more. Uh, so 20 points. 20 points. I mean, yep. I, I'm I, all about you just stopping yep. away. <laughs> oh yeah, nope, nope, nope. I got it in my head that it was, it was like the charges and it is not. All right, your Quetzalcoatl is oh. 30 feet up from, there's a lone gargoyle that is frightened <laughs> of uh, Tesh. So it can go after that one, if you like. And I believe it misses, because it's only plus four, I believe, to attack. Yes. So it gets a 13. Snap. And fly by. Yep. Cool. Um, on their turn, the one that is afraid of Tash can't go towards you, right? It, nope. it can't. It can't go at you. So it's stuck 60 feet out there. Just like... uh, they get to repeat their save at the oh. end of their turns. Okay. Oh. 
it got it, it had two turns, right? So it's still frightened of you. And the one right next to you, I'll repeat that save uh, for a, you said DC 14? 13. Okay, so the one right next to you is no longer afraid. Eh! Uh, so one is still away, two are next to Nazrat and Tesh, and uh, one's going to try and hit Nazrat for a 17 to hit. And a two seventeens to hit. As a giant elk, that indeed does hit. Cool. That's seven piercing and okay. uh, five slashing. Okay. And against uh, Teshvale is a seventeen to hit, which I don't believe hits. No. And a even worse. Um, but it is no longer frightened of you. That one is. And we're back at the top of the round with Wally and Annette. Tarnation! <laughs> I'm These going to... These things are stickier to... than a molasses in January. These <laughs> things are stickier than a slug on a dry day. I'm going to... Reckless. Okay. Attack with my hand axe on the net. Okay. Trying to break the net. It has AC 10 and what, like five hit points? Oh, it's, I, it was supposed to do damage to you when it, they hit. You could say, you could roll it now. Uh, you'll just take five slashing damage um, because you got hit twice and you have it because you were raging. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh. I'm assuming a 11 hits the net. Yes. For eight cool. slashing. You slice through the net recklessly. Bonus action, gonna punch a gargoyle. Straight up punching. Actually, I could gun butt, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of rule that as like a uh, simple weapon attack instead of an improvised attack. Did you net 20 with a gun butt? Yeah. That's like what a one d four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are a nerd. Says the nerd. Uh, seven and two and two seven four is nine eleven points of bludgeoning. Fantastic. Uh, non magical weapon though. Y'all got any more nets you want to throw at me? Unfortunately, no. Oh, he's also marked by my bunny brigade. He's marked by your bunny brigade. Um, that was Wally's turn. It is now a D's turn. It has disadvantage to stab at you. Um, how is a 17? Oh, yeah. Definitely hits. Mm -hmm. um, this wasp uh, is going to do some damage. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw again. Sorry, what, how much damage was that? Uh, seven piercing damage and a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Oh, boy. Bass, don't die. Eight. Okay, that fails. Okay, he rolled low for ten poison damage. 
I have one hit point left. Before yeah. after that ten. Oh, after. Okay. After that ten. Cool. Good you took those levels in, fighter. Oh, maybe I should uh roll a concentration save for that darkness. I'm good. Okay. Baz is gonna die all alone. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, do you still have a bonus action? I'm, I mean, I haven't had a turn yet. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Tash. She's also used her second wind. Uh, Tash, I have dudes nearby. I have these, all of these gargoyles. You've got four dudes nearby. There are so you... many men's. I'm going to stab at the one I've been stabbing at this whole time, because if it ain't broke, break it. That is a 26 to hit. Hits. And that is going to be for seven points of magical piercing. Awesome. Second attack. All righty. That's a 22 to hit. That hits. All right. So, huzzah. For six points of magical piercing. Fantastic. Um, this thing has taken a lot of jabs from your very powerful and fancy rapier. Um, it looks like it's on its literal last leg. Well, uh, won't do me any turn. good. Sit and turn. All right, Baz. Action disengage. Okay. Movement 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Into the woods. Bonus action hide. Okay. Yeah. Roll your hide. Nineteen. Okay. That is my turn. I'm gonna run towards my friends. Okay, yeah. Um in fact you what move thirty feet, so you'll be uh close to the wall to the courtyard. Um, just because on this side of the, the place, you didn't actually get that full, like, 100 feet away from the wall. So you were still within, like, 50 feet of it. Okay. Um, there are two gargoyles, uh, and their net is broken. Um, one of their buddies is really hurt, so one of them's going to attack RJ at advantage on both attacks because he was reckless. The other one is going to try and attack Tesh, who is starting to look like the bigger threat. <clears throat> is this the marked one attacking Tash? No. This the non marked one is attacking Tash. Anyway, against Wally is a uh twenty-three mm -hmm. one attack and a twelve for the second attack. So uh, the twenty-three hits, right? Yep. That is eight uh, piercing damage. And then two attacks against Teshvale. Uh, that doesn't hit, and neither does that. It was like at eight and a three on the dice. Not fantastic. Uh, Nazrat. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take my chances with the uh, the. Uh, Opportunity attacks and gallop away and come swinging back around for another another uh, drive by. Um, cool. Uh, the 
opportunity attack is a 22 to hit. That hits. Or seven uh, piercing okay. damage. All right. Okay. And. All right. Here we go. Uh, darker green is the ram. Okay. And I. Okay. They've, they've cursed me. Oh, no. So I got a three and a four. So <laughs> their double threes have come to me. Um, all right. Uh, I, they, they're used to this trick now. They're like, duck. Yeah. They, they, they've seen you come around again and again. Unfortunate. Uh, uh, you're Quetzalcoatl. Um, you know what I'll do, though, so I don't have to take the opportunity attack again, because they already reacted this turn, is I will then gallop away, because I have a movement of 60. So okay. I went 20 out, 20 back, and 20 out again. So Perfect, yeah, they'd already used its opportunity attack, and yep. because of the geometry, the other moves won't be within melee. And the big guy. All right, big guy. Let's use the goblin dice here. Oh, is that a one or a 20? <gasps> 20! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I, it's a little skull. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, is that the one or the is 20? Is a good one or a bad one? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's so a goblin Natty... critical. You never know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So 20 action and dive attack is... Oh, geez. Okay, so it's 3d6 because I'm diving. And then it's another 3d6 for the actual snap. So, yeah. And both of those are doubled, right? No, no, that is the doubling. Oh, that is you get you get 3 3d6 for the dive and then 3d6 for the bite itself. So, well, yeah, but you got to crit so all those Oh, but I got it. Oh my god. So okay. you're rolling 12d6. 12 12d6 12 plus 2. Okay. Plus 2. I'll let you uh, calculate that. Uh, six and two is eight, and eight and fourteen is uh Herrera. Um, eight oh, fourteen is twenty-two. Thank you. So that's six dice so far. Uh, twenty-two and uh eleven. Thirty-three. And last batch of dice plus two, uh, another ten plus two. Forty-three plus two. So forty-three 40 plus two, so forty-five uh, total. Jesus, that'll be what twenty-two because it's not magical. Right. Uh, my elk damage is magical, by the way. Oh, okay, shit. So. Uh, because I am sixth level druid. Um. Ah. Good. Fantastic. Wonderful. Excellent. Um, Nazrat, after your turn and your Quetzalcoatl's turn, um, Baz, you feel a shimmering field appear around you, and you now have a plus two bonus to your AC as Racket finally found you. <laughs> Because you were hidden in the darkness, but your run away and into the bushes has allowed him to cast uh, Shield of Faith on you. Bless. I I hate to say, do, was he able to see me? Because I did hide. He, 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 he followed you on your hiding. 
Okay. Uh, and he's perched up on the wall. Um. Anyway, there are three of these guys. One of them has to try and save from being feared so it can join the melee. It fails. The other two, uh, one's going to go after Teshvale and one's going to go after... Actually, it can't go after the elk, so they're both going to go after Teshvale. Alright. 20 versus AC. I'll use my reaction. Uh, mm -hmm. Defensive duelist, and I'll give myself plus 3 to AC, so uh, for that attack, they needed a 22. Shucks, they didn't okay. make it. Shucks. Uh, 18 will fail? Yep. 14 will fail? Yep. Or sorry, that was 16. And a 20. 20 will hit, finally. <laughs> I need to get hit at least once. 8 slashing damage as they have been just slashing and gnawing at you with their claws and fangies. Cool. My temp HP goes down to 2. Mm -hmm. And go ahead and roll your saving throw. What's mine for? Your for curse, your fool. Curse. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Um, <laughs> uh, 18. All right. You, I believe, succeed. <laughs> I don't have your sword up. <laughs> it's 15, I think. Yeah, it's something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing that happens to me every time I get oh, hit. Oh, I forgot I'm cursed. There's <laughs> something about being a paladin that just makes head empty. Yeah. It's like the Fae all over again. Uh, yeah, I need a 15 to succeed, but thankfully I have a plus 5 on my wisdom saves now. Fantastic. Wally, it's the top of the round. Sweet. I'm going to trade my gun for my whip. Okay. And so I'm going to... There's two on Tesh, right? There are two on Tesh. Well, there are three on Tesh, one on you. But the th one of the ones that are on Tesh is also in melee with you. So there's cool. still four total. Okay. I'm going to axe the closest... Well, actually, I'll provoke an attack from two of them to get closer to Tesh. So okay, I'm you, you within only five. from one of them to get closer to Tesh. Okay. I should probably roll that. Uh, your reckless attack doesn't carry over, right? No, it's my start money turn now. Cool. Uh, eight does not hit. Cool. Uh, I will hand axe one on Tesh for 17. 17 will hit. For five, seven points of slashing. Cool. Uh, which one were you targeting? Um, so of the three that are around him, one of them is one of the ones that was trying to net you. One of them, Tesh has been stabbing a bunch and looks really bad. And the last one, uh, Nazrat has been hammering. Uh, I'll hit the... Well, I can only hit... I'll hit the one that's n that's fresh on Tesh. The one okay. that hasn't been hit by the... Uh... Cool. So seven damage on that guy. Yeah. He's marked by Bunny Brigade. Okay. Or no, no. he's. I'm going to use my unwavering mark on that one. So if they try to hit anyone but me, they get disadvantage. And now I'm going to use my whip on, um, fuck, yes, I'm going to use my whip on the one that the one that you already marked. No, I'm going to use it on a different one. Okay. I'm going to use it on the one that's getting stomped out by um, sure. Nazareth because it's further away. Yep. 
for a 25, Hits. and he takes seven points of slashing. Cool. And he's marked by Bunny Brigade. All right. So you got two simultaneous marks out. Yeah. So basically, if they don't attack me, they have disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, AB is lost in the darkness and stabbing wildly. Um, however, eventually it like, flies out and does a patrol around its nest. Uh, you see some smaller bees like crawling around in the, uh, the cracked earth that you stepped on, um, but it does not pursue away from the nest. Tesh. Just gonna keep stabbing this one I've been stabbing since the start of this. You like, as Tesh got hit, he also had the realization of, like, I'm fine. Like, that doesn't even get to my actual blood and bits, and... Oh, right, the curse. Yeah, I'd probably... <laughs> hmm. uh, 13 doesn't hit. No, it does not. All right, second attack. Less than 13. Okay. That's it. Job's done. Job's done. Good job. Um... Baz, you are hidden in the in the brush, and this bee is not pursuing you. Excellent. I'm gonna drop concentration on that darkness. Mm -hmm. um, would Racket be able to pick me up and uh, put me down on the wall? Uh, he have to, to to find you. He he reactioned to uh, cast Shield of Faith on you while you were running, running through out. the field. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, like if I stood up where I am and flagged him down, would he be able to get me onto the wall? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to hold my action to attack whatever is attacking my friends uh, with a longbow shot uh, as soon as he puts me down on the wall. Okay. He knows to... You, you wave him down, and he knows to uh, come and pick you up. Yeah. Uh, Baz up. pops out of the bushes. Like, his veins are, like, sticking out with, like, wasp poison he's all get me up on that wall um hey so when you ran away you had dropped your rifle to pull up with yep no source. that white rifle's still there yeah that's why okay. i'm using my longbow okay that's, i was just making sure you were aware of <laughs> but you obviously are. i'm painfully aware of that uh, help all right uh two gargoyles are one of them is marked by Wally. Wally. The other one is uh, on the other side of Wally, so both of them are going to attack Wally. Uh, first one is a 23 and a 10. 23 hits. For 6 uh, piercing damage. Second one is a 7 and a uh, 19. 19 hits. For a measly 3 slashing damage. And then it will be back to Nazrat. You are already 20 feet away. Glomp, 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 glomp. Um, Alright, and... Two, oh, a nine is... Uh, plus six is 15. That misses, right? That hits. That's, oh, uh, it, that right. matches, actually. So, right. the mechanic that I was talking about, you can deal half damage or give it disadvantage on its next attack or advantage on your next attack against it which uh, fully depends on whether you knock it down i suppose right um which you do oh excellent all right 
Um, so you could just do half, but it would be half damage of half damage. So you could give it disadvantage on its next attack. I'll give it disadvantage on its next attack. Cool. And the this one. elk. <laughs> Make sure I'm doing the right one here. So this will be advantage on the stomp. Four. It'll be four d six damage. Well, did you roll oh. the attack on the stomp yet? No, I have not. So I will do that. And you have advantage. All right. <laughs> Double eights. Uh, so that's plus the elk is plus six. That's only a 14. Damn. <laughs> Unfortunate, so. but it is yep. knocked prone. Um, yep. Do you want to use the rest of your movement to go back out? Uh, um, you would provoke from this one, but you don't have to, I guess. Because it's next. If okay. you provoke from this one, you it would be at disadvantage. Advantage to it. Uh, yeah, I'll go back out. Okay. And but I so, hit it with the ram, right? No. Yeah, okay. So ram damage. Well, the the since you gave it disadvantage on its next attack, it doesn't do damage. Oh, nice. Okay, now I'm getting it. Okay, Sorry. that's so you have those options, or you can do your normal damage. Yes. Okay. Or you could do half damage. Okay. Anyway, it missed on its opportunity attack against you. Okay. Glum, 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 glum. Uh, that's Nazareth. Racket is going to swoop, uh, what, what did I say, 20 feet down to grab you. Uh, it only has 15 feet of movement to, to carry you. Uh, so you guys are just about to the wall on his turn. Right. And actually, he can dash to, to land you on the wall. Baz and oh sorry your Quetzalcoatl. I was just gonna say Rodan swings around and comes in for the so many players. Yeah, that's the only thing with being a conjury druid. Uh, yeah, I miss. I got a three plus four seven. So swoosh. He's just too big. He can out. He's being outflown. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's literally a dog fight between a gargoyle <laughs> yeah. and a, a Quetzalcoatl. The gargoyle is dwarfed against this massive yeah. leathery beast. Racket lands Baz on the wall. Baz, you have your longbow ready action. Okay, I am going to try and attack um, the one that looks the worst. I'm rolling at disadvantage because I'm in sunlight. Okay, and it uh, is going to be about, uh, what is that, like 140 feet away? I've got 150 feet on my longbow. We're fine. Okay. And what will you do? Uh, 15 to hit. 15 will match. So you can deal half damage. But if you're doing it to the one that looks the worst, which is the one directly in front of Tesh, mm -hmm. you're pretty sure you'll kill it because it only has one HP. I see. Well, okay then. Half damage is going to be two. Long Fantastic. Damage. That uh, is exactly... Uh, uh. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> uh, you guys have been getting sworn by these things, slashing and biting and, and falling down and whatnot, uh, when out of nowhere an arrow soars through the air and uh, this one that Tesh has been stabbing repeatedly, it hits it in the head, causing it to burst and crumple and fall to the ground. What um, in Kyber? What? What in tarnation? <laughs> Kyber's blessing. This one is still out of the fight because it's afraid. These guys know that the, they are outnumbered now, so 
C and D are going to flee, getting opportunity attacks from Tesh, and, well, D is the one that was 10 feet away from Wally, so I don't think you get an opportunity attack with a whip, can you? A whip is... I think a whip is reach? Whip. Yeah. yeah, it's reach yeah. for a weapon, so can you reach get an opportunity feet. attack with it? Yeah. Cool, then you get an opportunity attack against this one, both of you. I got a 10. Okay. Uh, 18. 18 hits, go ahead. Roll your whip. 8 points slash damage. Alright. It is still up. Uh, and just so everyone's aware, the one that is leaving the melee right now is the one that had to stand up from being knocked prone and now has half movement of flying, so it only gets 30 feet away. The other one that's flying away was the one in dogfight with the Quetzalcoatl, and it's just fucking leaving. So it's already uh, about 120 feet away from you guys. Um, at the top of the round is Wally. There are still two there. Mm, I'll focus on them. Uh, one gets a hand axe, one gets a whip. Okay. Hand axe for 22 for Hits. eight points of slashing. Mm-hmm. And the whip is a dirty 20 for nine points of slashing. Fantastic. This I can no longer mark. Okay. Okay. So no one is marked by you anymore? Well, uh, the guy hit with the whip gets marked by the bunny brigade. Bunny brigade on whip boy. Cool. Um, that bee is uh, making a nest with a rifle in it now. Uh, Tesh. There is now one next to you um, and one on the other side of Wally. I'll attack the one that's next to me. Okay. 17? 17 hits. All right. That's a six. Then mm -hmm. second attack. A 22 to hit. Yep for eight okay um baz you are up on the wall you've just loosed an arrow what would you like to do uh second verse same as the first okay i'm gonna loose another arrow at um the next most injured looking gargoyle cool they look just as quickly crackied all right doesn't matter which one then okay uh, 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. Alright. There goes that arrow. Uh, I am up on a wall. I feel like there's not really many places to hide up here. Unless I run like... There, There is vegetation up here. I mean, there's vegetation everywhere. Do you, I mean, you are at a sizable distance, too. This is true. I mean, like, the, the hiding would just make it so I don't roll at disadvantage anymore. Yes, um, but if you don't have disadvantage, you'll, if you get to shoot again next round, you should have friends within five, or you might have friends within five feet. I Having disadvantage negates uh, sneak attack, yeah. even if you have friends within five feet. Yeah, but if you don't have disadvantage on it. Yeah. So, okay, I'll go ahead and hide. Yeah, I mean, regardless, these guys are flying away. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm hiding. You hide. 
Um, a and B uh, are trying to run away and they want to use their full movements. Uh, so they're going to uh, soak up opportunity attacks from both Bali and Tesh since you've both had turns since your last opportunity attacks. Let's try it. Uh, Tesh, you can get one against only one of them while you have to choose between the two. A 10 doesn't hit either way. Okay. 21 for minimum damage of... Boop, 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 uh, five. Five. Cool. Uh, these things are moving their full movement, which is 120 feet away. Um, so as these things are flying off into the... To the the distance um one of them is lagging only slightly behind but they uh, are making a sizable gap very quickly uh is there anything that you guys want to do to try and go after them i am all out of javelins my friend <laughs> and your quetzalcoatl can still harass them as they're flying away but how far can it get from you that's just what i was looking up and it doesn't seem to have a range once okay. they're summoned um but it's verbal command um, I mean, technically, we still have a, we don't have enough rounds left of it summoned, so never mind. I was going to say, I'll just run and jump on its back and we'll go <laughs> after them, but, um, nope. That's, I mean, uh, you, you, like, you could still have it harrying them until it, it, it yeah, uh, it yeah, it chases them off because it yeah. flies 80 feet a around. So yeah. So essentially, as things just like dive bombing them continuously as they're trying to to flutter away. They're technically Leo. in range for me for six hundred feet, and I've got disadvantage anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you'll have you'll be able to three hundred twenty, and then they move another hundred twenty feet around after that, so it'll be four hundred and twenty. So you get like two attacks against them. All right. I'll I'll give it a go. Um. In fact, you could even target the one that's lagging the most behind, since that is the one that looks the most damaged. Since I'm hidden for the first one, um, this one will be just flat. Okay. Uh, 21 to hit. Yep. Uh, okay. And since I was hidden, I'll get the sneak attack. Um, 6 slashing damage and 10 sneak attack damage. Okay. Is he still up? He is still up. All right. Uh, one more attack, this time at disadvantage. You're not getting away from me. Uh, 17 to hit. It hits. Uh, nine piercing damage. Cool. This one that's lagging behind, uh, you see uh, Baz just on the far wall. Like, you know, in movies where they're shooting, like, a huge distance, and he just, like, raises his bow really high and just takes aim for a few seconds and looses, and this thing soars through the air for, like, a good 10, 15 seconds before it slices through its back, causing it to crumble and just scatter the, the ruins below with debris. And uh, that's that combat. Nice. And we'll go from there into our break. Excellent. So first off, I would like to say thank you to Tyler for running this wonderful game. I am having a blast, and I think that we should all get 
inside. So we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to News Indoor Adventure in annihilation we just got done fucking up some gargoyle well like two gargoyles and then they flew away uh but there were some bees there and and baz almost died to those but now we're safe one hit point speaking of bees there and you being on one hit point uh oh god racket is going to slap you with the cure wounds as well <laughs> cruise like and banana. say stop getting yourself hurt i didn't know where you were <clears throat> Dummy. Seven hit Baca. points. Actually, no. Uh, it's eleven hit points. Uh, kind of distracted, Baz says, "Ah, shoot! I left my rifle behind." I could go get it if you want. You are nowhere near him. Hundred feet away. Oh, hundred. I could go get it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Baz, like, moves to go get his rifle back. Uh, how, how many hit points did you give him back? Eleven. But Racket's going to grab your shoulder and be like, I'll, I'll grab it. You're hurt. No, you don't want to do that. This thing's a nasty. I can fly. Yeah, but I can run 50 feet around. <laughs> or 90 feet around. It's not a competition. <laughs> Um, he moves to, like, head back towards his rifle and just kind of, like, winces and holds his side for a second. Um, and he says, I'll watch your six. Be careful. He'll, he'll nod. Um, and he's just going to swoop down and try to snatch it from that, uh, he can fly 50 feet in one round and dash to get back, so he will, uh, get an opportunity attack from... The old giant wasp, but it rolls poorly. Um, it, it was like patrolling around this nest as the smaller wasps are kind of crawling over everything. Uh, he swoops in. This thing tries to stab down at him, but he grabs the, the rifle with his little feetsy talons, you know, um, and uh, shakes off the other uh, wasp as he flies back. There's still a few small bees, and he probably gets stung once or twice. Can we say, because I just looked it up, it's uh, up to an hour I can have that uh, Quetzalcoatl. So can okay. we say, like, the, the wasp, like, turns and goes to get him, and then just, oh, there's this, <laughs> like, hope, this is, like, like, swoopy, yeah, we just see the wasp, like, dun, 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 and then there's just, it's just eaten and whoosh. It's just having a good time, this giant Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> Does it go back into its holding pattern yeah. above? Just, yeah. <laughs> just Amazing. Keep it for an hour. <sighs> Yeah, racket hands you back your like swoops down and like sticks out his his little feetsy claws and hands you back your rifle. He takes it. Um, it's like you shouldn't drop this. <laughs> he's examining it for any sort of uh, uh, any damage. There's still some bees uh, crawling out of the muzzle. Yeah, out of the barrel. Swat, swat, flick, flick. We should get back with everyone else. You're right. 
uh, he'll reach out to grab uh, his talon. You know, so that, that he can fly oh. over. He, 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 like, grabs you underneath your armpits and flies over. <laughs> like a cat. Uh, and Lo, Racket, and Baz land amongst you. Um, this entire time you haven't heard a peep out of Orvex, and he, you see he's still where you guys left him, like, in a small tent, just passed out. Must be nice. I would say we should find some place with a steady roof. Maybe something not in the area, just in case they come back looking for us. Mm. There's a, a wasp nest about 100 feet that way. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you, you've probably got like a Tar. big stinger or so, like a, a swollen part in your abdomen. Where you I mean, there's, there's at least two stings, yeah. which are like from a four-foot wasp. You've got brand new holes. Golly, Mr. Eugene, you look Worse than Buster did when he fell on top of those porcupines. It's Buster's my dog. Eustace, sorry. <laughs> can Buster's we uh, can we take a rest? Not here. Help me uh, move this Orvex. Gently, two arm scoops. Um. In your patrols, Baz, um, on the other side of the thoroughfare, there are some uh, kind of intact buildings that you might be able to, to scooch inside of. Okay. Yeah, I'll leave them there. Uh, on the way over, I'll tell them about the frog temple that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, as you guys get into this building, though, however, comma, I will need you to roll a d100, whoever is feeling lucky. Make RJ do it. He's got RJ. more nat 20s than anyone tonight. Cool. As a side note, can a giant elk fit in this building? Uh, how, you're huge? Uh, um, when you're a also, druid, I'm pretty sure you don't change your size category when you transform. No, you do. You do. Yeah. You, you become the creature. Why would you become, you become a small-sized Tyrannosaurus Rex that defeats yeah. the whole purpose? Just be a Velociraptor. <laughs> um, I got a seventy-seven. That's that might be good. That might be good. That is good. Got a big head and little arms. Oh yeah, they're huge. They're a huge beast. <laughs> so. I might have been thinking of fourth edition. Um, as you guys are headed over to this building, and Baz is uh explaining the frog temple and Nazrat is clip-clopping as a giant elk across this giant thoroughfare. Um, you hear a roar off in the distance um, and Baz, kind of in that same area that you saw before, through the mist and foliage, you see just this big looming creature weaving through some streets well off in the distance, at least 400, 500, uh, actually like half a mile, sorry. Um, and uh, as it roars, you think you can see it through this mist, like a bank of mist rolls by, and it's not there anymore. Yeah, no, just nope. <laughs> Sunglasses popped up, eyes like wide. Let's not go tangoing with that. Um, you guys cross the thoroughfare into this uh, building. 
it's kind of a larger building, probably was actually a stable at some point. Um, the front door that you guys start to go through is too uh, small for a giant elk. So you have to like move over to the other side and like still have to duck down and kind of shimmy into this, uh, this barn uh, door. Um, and as you guys uh, go through your small door, um, RJ, roll me a d6. Great. Five. Uh, you kind of bump this desk, um, and it's kind of like carved out of stone and, and uh, uh, marble. Um, it has like a rudimentary uh, sliding, like, uh, uh, I, actually, let's say it's hinged. Um, you bump it and it hinges open, and there is uh, a collection of five jade rings in there. Huh. Each worth uh, 25 gold pieces. They are of different um, different uh, woodland creatures are like engraved around them. Uh, let's say uh, you can you can recognize them from the story as being five of probably a set of nine for the trickster gods. Just swipe them. And you just haul Orvex over here. Um, and as you guys just make sure this area is safe, uh, summer wise, we'll finally like, he had been like kind of darting to and fro until he felt a lot safer uh, and he'll land next to you and uh, transmit to you the, the information that at the far end of this thoroughfare, off to the right, there's like a cave with an obelisk in front of it. And that's where he last saw um, Azaka and Renrin. As in... You're muted, my friend. He'll relay the information and just, like, feed, uh, like, stress snacks for the pseudo-dragon. He went... He had a big day today. He had a big day, and he does not want to tangle with his gargoyles. They, they had been, like, sitting on the uh, cliffside above this... Actually, they are lining pretty much all the cliffside. Uh, but the ones above where uh, Azaka and Rinrin were uh, caught sight of him and chased him down. Well, uh... Were they okay? Uh, they looked uh, ambulatory, meaning they were walking around. Azaka and Rin... No, but Hassan? didn't see Hassan there. He'll shake his head. Hmm. Well... While you guys get a base camp established, I'm going to go back out there and cover our tracks. Watch out for wasps. Be careful, Wally. Uh, let us head. So stealthily. Yes. Cool. We're only stealth, my friend. I will Nine. give. Oh, no, I don't have guidance on this character. It, it's fine. 24, and then survival to cover up the tracks. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, plus four. Uh, 16. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the tracks are through this really uh, thick vegetation. Um, and even on the thoroughfare, like nothing really stands out. But you, you can easily cover what you think stood out as uh, your guys' tracks in a stealthy manner. Sweep, 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 sweep. Uh, what would you guys like to do? 
take a short uh, rest, if anything, because Baz is been stabbed by bees. Yeah, uh, Racket starts giving you some medical attention mm-hmm. during the short rest. But like, take off his shirt and like start smearing creams on all the. Yeah, like uh, like an absorb absorbing cream that kind of like draws the poison out of your system. Yep. Uh, after an hour, the Quetzalcoatl just fizzles away, and uh, pretty much the same time, the the elk that was just kind of sitting, the elk just sort of comes back, and it's Nazrat's there. He's like, you know, just goes and maybe starts munching some snack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Tesh would continue looking around the barn, and then once they had looked enough, just kind of post himself up next to the door frame. Okay. Uh, do the cool guy lean, uh, and like just be looking outside towards the area where Azaka and Rinrin are, and the only thing that he is actively thinking is, uh, he is definitely not thinking uh that hassan has betrayed him like so like another friend of the yuanti did uh on his first excursion into the jungle no why would that be a thing tesh would think about definitely not thinking about that that'd be weird it's crazy right <laughs> absolutely insane the lipstick in my white valentino purse <laughs> my valentino white bag wah, 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 wah. okay um so right you're right. Um, Baz is going to uh, amble up to Nazareth. Um, is he still in his elk form? No. Well, if I was for like whatever the remainder for, of for an a hour while. was. And then he unelked. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, about the time that he unelks, um, a half naked drow covered in cream uh, <laughs> comes over uh, with a begemmed uh, longbow. Uh, and he says, um, well, uh, our resident spellcaster isn't really around anymore. Um, you wouldn't happen to know how to check what this is, would you? Uh, I, he literally kind of starts thinking about it, and I'm gonna get back to you about it. Because there might be something I can pull off, and I wanna, I wanna check. Okay. Uh, if that's the case, then we can uh, rewind just a little bit, and uh, Baz can have a scene with Racket. Okay. Um, whilst they're applying uh, anti-poison cream, um, Baz will get kind of pensive, uh, looking off into the distance, and he says, "Why are you here, Racket?" He's got, like, cream all over his hands. He has to, like, wipe it off on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where um, it belongs anyway. Yeah. Um. Because I, I want to. I'm tired of get, being cooped up. This is exciting, isn't it? I mean, as long as you don't go running off by yourself. Uh, he rubs the back of his head kind of sheepishly. Um, and he says, yeah, but, um, you were supposed to just get us here and then head straight home. Well, maybe the journey took longer than expected. 
You are planning on going home, aren't you? Well, yeah, eventually. He look. He looks like he's gonna say something, and then he just kind of looks away. Um. And he says, uh, "Racket, I I can't protect you." Well, so you, far I have to protect you. Can't argue against that. It's the way it's always been. What do you mean? I've always had to be protected by other people. Well, I know how that feels. Um, he's gonna get out uh, his spooky, like, flickety-flick flickety uh, short sword type knife thing. Um, and he says, um, when young drow boys come of age, uh, they get sent off into the underdark with nothing but a knife. It's their birthright. Yeah, and if they come back alive, then they consider it a man. Uh, I have a twin. And um, when they sent us off into the Underdark, they only gave us one knife. One birth. One birthright. Anyway. Is your twin alive? Yeah, no, he's still alive. It's just um, when they threw that knife between us, I uh, grabbed it without a second thought and I just left him there. And later on, he came riding in on the back of a giant spider that he tamed and he saved me. Well, that just means that it's nice to have someone watching your back. And I like watching your back. Uh, he, like, just, he, he takes a, a hand and he, like, puts it over Racket's talons and just shakes his head and he says, I'm going to disappoint you. I don't think so. Uh, and he just gives him kind of a world-weary world smile. Um, and, like, for a moment, they are, like, a bit too close. Um, and, like, the, the, the tension is there. Uh, and then he just kind of leans back and just kind of... <clears throat> um, oh, look, yeah, I, I, the Nazrat de-elked. Uh, I'm going to go and... Uh, mm, uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, what? And then he, like, knocks over his longbows and... <laughs> All his shit flies everywhere and he goes, picks up the longbow and like, mm. Racket was like standing in that, like you guys are getting closer and closer and then you, you back off and he's like just stuck standing there. Just, mm. I've been there too, buddy. Don't worry. He starts cleaning up the, the, the med medical supplies. Uh, Wally, what are you up to? Probably come back to the compound. <clears throat> well, covered up the tracks as best I could. Um, you all right, Mr. Racket? You're a bit flush. I'm fine. It's a 
He would just sign it towards Wally, but he can't, like... Yeah, no, he's like... <laughs> just two thumbs up. <laughs> Fine. Right. Um, how do you guys want to... Uh, first of all, Nazareth. Uh... Yeah, uh, so when Baz comes over and starts asking about the bow, Nazrat uh, will say that, uh, uh, upon the dawn, oh wait, in your head, he'll say, um, upon the dawn, I can use this magic to figure out what magic lies within, and, uh, and, or I could dispel the magic, but no. that's, that's as far as I, I can do. My knowledge of this is minimal. Uh, DM, would he be able to determine if it was cursed or not? Uh, detect, can... detect magic and dispel magic. That's the uh, only ones I got. Detect really. magic. Can detect magic find if something's cursed? It can tell what magic schools things are. Uh... Need identify for a curse. Or, yeah. or there's a really easy way to find out what this thing does. <laughs> just attune to it. Just hang out for an hour. Get to know and... it better. It's fine, and, it's fine. And you guys have determined that restoration, uh, the only way to get rid of the curse is remove a, curse. Remove yeah. curse. Okay. So dispel magic would not work on a curse either. Come on, no. the DM wouldn't do back-to-back -back cursed items. He, he wouldn't items. curse two he items. He wouldn't do that. that that's no, he wouldn't. Look at, look would at his smile. Oh, hey, hey, this the isn't, DM this wouldn't isn't have the... me walk into a wasp nest. Hey, hey, this isn't the tomb of, of happy good Candyland. This is the tomb of annihilation. <laughs> we should make no. that supplement and post it on DM's guild. <laughs> <laughs> the tomb of happy Candyland. Candyland? We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yep. Um, Candy Mountain! Uh, so, hearing this, um, like he's, he, like, offers to dispel the magic from it uh, as well. And he's all like, no! All that. Um, he, he's going to look down at it, um, and he's going to, like, put a hand over one of the stings on his body and just kind of, like, wince. Um, and internally he decides that, uh, this is, uh, you know what, let's, uh, let's just do this narratively, um, hand over the sting, uh, a wince, uh, and then he just kind of looks down at the bow, um, considering, and then he looks up at Tesh, who is, like, gazing pensively out over into the jungle, uh, and then his uh, eyes narrow, his eyebrows come down, uh, and he grips the bow uh, decisively. It's going to go and attune to the bow. And if, as you look down at the bow, like a flash in the gems that are carved into the eyes of the uh, serpent that is carved into. Uh, and you go and attune to it. And it's not cursed. It is a, it is a long bow of warning. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so you can go ahead and add a longbow warning to into your inventory. Let it be known that he was totally okay with being cursed. He's willing to to risk it. 
biscuit for the biscuit baby. Be just like his dad, Tesh. What? <laughs> um, Orvix takes his long rest, even though you guys moved him. Uh, and when he awakes, he reduces down to only two levels of exhaustion, but he's back at full health. Um, what would you guys like to do? Um, it's when he awakens, it's evening. Orvex, you said that you know how to read Oman? Uh, yes, I can read. Oh, you mean Omuan or Oman? Oman. Ah, well, my experience with Oman is much less, uh, well, I'm much less experienced with it. If given time, I might be able to translate it. Yes. On one condition, you cannot remove the parchment with which it is written on. Okay, I'll see what I can do. And Tesh will, uh, like, hand over I, the hilt of the rapier. He'll he'll examine the rapier. Um, there is no writing on the handle itself, but engraved into the blade oh, is okay. this Oman. Romanian script and he's like well you can hold on to the the short saw now just do a rubbing um and he will uh get a rubbing of the uh the the words and uh go about looking through his journal um although it will probably take him some time to translate it that's all right i can't read it so it's better than nothing and then, yeah. yeah, if this dude just, like, spent the last several hours, Tesh will call his newfound party together. Um, if we're going to be here, I don't believe it's safe to go out and travel overnight. We probably want to set up some sort of watch system. I could take uh first if you wish. Baz, after attuning to that weapon of warning, you feel acutely uh, aware of every little creature, as small as a mouse, as big as a Quetzalcoatl, uh, moving around in a 30-foot area. That's amazing. I, I think that this starts off as, like, massive paranoia. It's like, what was that? Did you hear that? Summerwise, <laughs> <laughs> tooted. <laughs> Nasrat like gives you a little squinted eyes because he has the exact same thing because he's got alertness. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's like, he basically is like giant centipede <laughs> or giant centipede. You can hear them too. <laughs> <laughs> basically, D and D Jesus, are they all giant? All the insects out here giant? Most of them. So, Jim. Wally, if you want to take a watch, um, previously myself and Baz need significantly less rest uh, than the other than others. But if you are willing to do this, I it would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, it's no problem, Mister Teshvale. Tesh is fine. It's no problem, Mister Tesh. I think that's like the third time that's ha that exact interaction has happened. 
one of these days. Hold on. This is this is vengeance for fucking Hassan and now Daza. Oh, how the turns have tabled. How the turns I mean, I didn't think about it this way. Wally's mama taught him to be respectful, so... And Tash doesn't really mind, but it's more of a just like, no, you are all more comfortable if you call me by a person's name. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tesh will he'll take this opportunity to get a little bit of rest. Cool. Uh, do all of you want to take an opportunity to get a little bit of rest? Yeah, I'll take first watch, though. Okay. Yeah, Tesh will take second. You're doing four, two? How many watches? And how many people on each watch? If they, if Wally, uh, if Wally well, and um, Nazareth want to do first watch, then Baz and Tesh can take second. Yeah. Cool. Any, uh, we've tried to do the, the math of it before, but uh, we're, with elves being able to transfer four hours, mm -hmm. you can split it up evenly between them. But for people who have to sleep, they have to split it up into like three. Yep. So regardless, you have enough people to sit watch that you can can split it up just fine. Um, and you guys will go ahead and rest for the night. Um, the entire time, uh, Orvex, who had uh, gotten a lot of sleep, has, is... Um, looking through his notes um, and uh, digging through his uh, satchel, looking for uh, other books, references to, to come up with. Um, and it is, you guys are able to take your long rest un uninterrupted. Uh, and we are going into the morning of the next day. Tesh would have, an, or you would try and have an aside with Baz, whether or not Baz is receptive is a completely different matter. Um, but... They've been through some shit. I think that he's willing enough to talk, at least talk to Tesh. Baz has now graduated to wearing his shirt unbuttoned throughout the night. Nice. It's, it. you know, it's hot out. It is hot out, you know, and he's supposed to add, uh, keep ventilation on the, on the screen. It's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And Tesh is just wearing, like, his white linen shirt. It's a little bit lighter now just because of how hot it is. His suspenders. Sunglasses off because it's dark. Honestly, they're both much more comfortable in this setting. Yep. Um, and Tesh says, um, I don't like the fact that Hassan wasn't with Rin Rin and Azaka. What are you thinking of? Did I tell you what happened before you found me? At the in... temple of Tunabaza? In as many words. I was betrayed by Yuan Ti. And I've tried to put that aside for Hassan. He was a a might right fellow rather good with a scalpel however his disappearance does me a concern and I uh, don't want we both know Hassan there's no way he died from a fall we didn't die he would have just turned into an elephant or something 
there are plenty other dangers out here, and you and me both know that Rinrin would never have left him behind. If he's gone, I think he'd left. There's not enough time to bury him, and Rinrin wouldn't just leave a body. Uh, he he's pensive about this. All right, take that under consideration. What does that mean for us? I don't know. I still say that we find Azaka and find Rinrin. Rinrin is a dear friend to us both, and Azaka has proved nothing but helpful. Alright. But if it is well, just us four, he looks over towards Wally and Nazareth's sleeping forms. As you do, Wally's leg twitches in his sleep. Oh, baby. Alright. But I Azaka... get the feeling... Mm. Go on. Azaka's loyalty comes to a certain point. We need to find those that will go the rest of the distance with us. Uh, as you say that, um, Baz kind of winces and glances over at Racket. Um, and he looks down at the ground. Our uh, our next move should be to go and find Rinrin and Azaka. Then mm. we're gonna be stronger together. And maybe we can hear about what happened to San from one of them. Baz nods. Uh, he's going to point at um, his bow. Uh, which is over his shoulder uh, and he's like good news it's not cursed well that's a plus i feel like it would have been a really bad stretch of luck if something nice that you found was also cursed yeah and in other news um <laughs> he points out uh a creature that's within 100 feet of him 30 feet of him There's yeah, a mongoose about 20 feet away. Like these little beady eyes peering from the bushes. Is that what you can do when you don't have to wear your sunglasses? Why have <laughs> we been going out during the day? That's what I've been trying to tell you. But hey, it, the reason I know it's there is because of this thing. It's, it's the reason why that guy uh, could tell where I was before I shot at him. That snake person. I see. That well, seems like it will be very valuable. Yeah, it's going to be really useful going forward. Especially in my line of work. That's very true. Hmm. How are you feeling about... Just gestures to the sword. I have, personally, no qualms about it. It is a means to an end. And the more that I use it, the more I become more familiar with it. 
I know now that if I start to lose myself, as I have previously, if there is no one near me for me to aggress upon, it would simply, the possession would leave me. Oh, I know I can outrun you. Yes. I believe most of you can, uh, especially Wally. He is very quick. Rin Rin can jump up trees and he looks over at Nazrat. I don't know. He would probably like turn into a giant bird and just fly away or something. You hope his option is to fly away. It's either that or eat me. And honestly, if he ate me, I would be just impressed that he could do that. He's <laughs> a wonder to watch on the battlefield. Yeah. They're all pretty amazing. And that's why we've made it this far. And the other thing that I am rightly curious of... Artists and Dragonbait said that they were going to make their way here and that they would meet us. It's true. They How will they find of wings, us? Though. Hmm. At what point would they meet us? We left them days before we began our flight and we don't know what artists is capable of. Well, judging from how things have been for the past few weeks, they're going to come across us at the worst possible moment. That's very true. This whole city has me feeling a bit on edge. What's the matter? You don't like snakes? Oh, I love snakes. The only difference is, is that with a small snake, I know what it's going to do, but in a city full of them, we are the one, we are the outsiders. This is their home. And while we are all Kyber's children, if, they, if somebody doesn't want you in their house, there are many ways that they can go about removing you. That's why you don't let them know that you're there. I don't know if you've noticed, but I make a rather jingly sound when I walk places. Eh, you've got all the tricks up your sleeve. This is true. But those are tricks that I like to be able to use on friends. I can take a hit, and I'm also rather good at avoiding it, so I can make it more difficult for looks over towards racket squishier ones to not be aggressed upon i would rather do that uh baz gives a toothy smile which uh flashes really white uh in the darkness um and he says and that's why i'm always watching your back and i thought that was because you were going to put a knife in it at some point if needs be, friend. If needs be. Well, just remember, non-lethal is always an option. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, my job is assassin. And non-lethal means that you're bad at your job. 
Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> um, Basil, get up and uh, kind of swat him on the shoulder as he heads back into camp as their watch ends. It's the dawn of a new day. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. The tank is clean! The tank is clean! Uh, what would you guys like to do? Go and look for our friends. Um, as morning breaks, actually, uh, Orvex will approach you, Tesh, and he'll say, I have good news and I have bad news. All right. I have ears to listen. Uh, the, the bad news is I don't have the resources to translate your, your words quite yet. The good news is, uh, in some of my reading, it talks about the Queen's Decree, uh, apparently a Rosetta Stone, if you will, said to be somewhere in the city. I'm going to guess that it exists in the caverns or whatever beneath the city with all of the other important things that we've been Actually, no. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, readily available. No, oh, fuck uh, me. That sounds amazing. The, the text isn't quite specific, but uh, could be somewhere possibly by a, a large manor or something. Right. Hmm. If I could get the Queen's Decree, I could translate this no problem. I'll see what we can come across. Excellent. Do you feel like this would be a safe place for you? Alone? You're mad. Well, it's not the first time I've been called that, but I see your point. I'm feeling better, but I'm, I'm afraid to say that I'll still be a slight hindrance to you. But I cannot stay here for three days while you recover. Of course, and I wouldn't expect as much. I'll, I'll do my best to follow along. Just know I'm still be a little slow. Got the damn limp in my leg is back. If uh, Wally overhears, he just raises a hand. I could g carry a piggyback if you want. It's a little demeaning, but uh, I've been carried before. <laughs> Nazrat. Um and and when you guys wake Nazrat, they're like these. This was a stable, right? Yeah. yeah so like one of the stable partitions, Nazrat was up in the like rafters, and he was just like sleeping like a leopard. You know, like his limbs all slung over <laughs> and his little head turned sideways. And then when you guys all start waking up and moving around, he wakes up and he just kind of pops up onto the thing like a like a surfer. You know, just popping up on the board, and then just runs the rafter and swings his way down and then we're gonna be looking for your friends i believe that would be our best course of action huh. well if we find him uh, i can fly him back or at least an hour closer oh they they're within the city 
Nazrat. So if anything, we'll find them all together. But if we do need somebody flown away, looks over at the old man. <laughs> Reading his book, just like <laughs> jotting it down in his journal. Like, today I met some really nice people. <laughs> I woke up in a place I didn't fall journal. asleep in. <laughs> I don't he's know why a... I'm here, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm along for the ride. He's got a pipe in his mouth and he's just like... Yeah. Yeah. And then just looks back over towards Nazrat. Then I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. Hmm. Whatever I can do to help. So you guys can move north along the thoroughfare, or at least in the uh, the, the vegetation near the thoroughfare if you want to stay undercover. Um, it will be slow moving, but by maybe the end of the day you can make it to near where uh, Summerwise said um, he last saw Izaka and Rinrin. And depending on where they're going, uh, you could possibly find them there. Um, is that something you guys want to do? Yeah. Cool. Uh, if we go you... to where they were, we might be able to track them from there. Exactly. Um, you guys start heading uh, north. Uh, do you guys want to move stealthily or pass oh, yeah. Yeah. Real okay. quick, uh, I needed to ask the party this uh, for spell selection. So sky right out, right? We did not want that yeah. option. Okay. Great. So I will grab an actual healing spell. Yay! <laughs> we might need that. Roll me your passes without without traces. You're going to be, I guess, if Wally's carrying Orbex, you're not necessarily half speed, but... Yeah, it keeps up for an hour. Yeah, that'd be a 28 then. Pass. Um, it's going to be a dirty 30. <laughs> dirty 30. With the pass without a trace. Um, Gosh. I'm at disadvantage, so a 17. Fantastic. Oof. Rolled a five, and then had some had some help from my mark of shadow. Is it a, another blue sunny day? Uh, no, it's actually pretty cloudy and rainy today. Nice. Uh, no direct sunlight. I think that uh, Baz keeps his sunglasses off for now. Uh, from yes. the hill that we were on, did I also did we spot the sunken part of the city? Uh yeah. Uh, when when you guys first arrived in town, you were able to spy that. Um, well, let's hope they didn't head towards the sunken part of the city. That'll make it like fifty times harder to track them. Uh, yeah. Let's hope. Cool. Um, sorry, Nazareth, did you have a, a, a stealth? Oh, yeah. Uh, dirty 21. Ooh. And Orvex is a 16 or something. Actually, it's like an 18. All right. Uh, you guys start moving north uh, along the side of the thoroughfare 
again, you are passing through ruins overgrown with vegetation. Um, and the first hour passes uh, kind of uneventfully. Um, before that time is up, you come across a, looks like an old abandoned campsite. How old? Like a day old or like very old? Uh, not older than a day, less older than possibly a month or two. Okay. Not like ancient old. Old with the a U. Abandoned caps campsite. There's torn backpacks and rotting gear littered around the ground. Uh, around these three moldering tents. At the center of the camp, a scrap of dirty yellow cloth hangs from a crude wooden flagpole. Okay. Uh, any idea? Yeah, hmm? ask uh, Orvix. Uh, any idea what that means? He eyes the, the scrap of yellow paper um, and shrugs. It looks like a maybe a noble banner of someone. I can't make out what it uh, who it could be. Tesh will. He'll ask Baz to investigate. Okay. <laughs> Baz will give it a give it a look see. Yeah, like, cool. stay within 30 feet, but, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> uh, Baz, you make your way over to this uh, little abandoned campsite. Uh, it looks like it's probably been picked clean uh, a while ago, but uh, amongst the tent uh, remains, you actually find a, a scrap of paper. It looks like a note that was pinned to the inside of this tent. Uh, and the note says... Rue, Denlin has a lead on the Eye of Zoltik. The old goat found an obelisk to the north that matches, that marks the entrance to the tomb of the nine gods. The eye must be within, but the door is magically locked. We think the secret to opening it lies in the holy shrines. We're headed into the shrines to check them out. God willing, we'll be back tonight. Rosnese's serpent people are on the prowl, so be careful. If you get into trouble, sound the horn, sound the war horn twice, and we'll come running for the yellow banner, Lord Brixton. Hmm. Uh, and this, and does this look like fairly old? Uh, it looks like it's been weathered by the elements. Go ahead and make a survival check. Okay. Natural 20. Okay. Uh... It or looks a it, roll of 26. Uh, it looks... Uh, roll 2d8. Mm-hmm. 8. It looks exactly 13 days old. Hmm. Just because of the weather here, it, it molds and uh, weathers very quickly. Right. I imagine he like runs his gloved finger through some mold mm-hmm. on a on, on some equipment, and he like looks at it, gives it a little sniff, uh, looks around. Is there anything of value in this camp? Uh, no, it, it looks like it has been picked clean. 
Mm -hmm. um, let me just double check. Nope. Nothing of value. All right. I'll come back with the note uh, and hand it to Tesh and say, uh, yeah, it looks like there's not, they're not going to come running for the yellow banners anytime soon. You are the bearer of news. Most excellent, Baz. You have done fine work this day. Wally leans over to Racket. Is he normally this creepy? <laughs> you don't know <laughs> sign language, and he can't hear you. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> he can read lips. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it, it takes some processing time, and he'll sign something at you. Uh, Baz, you sign him, see him spy, uh, signing. Well, he's creepy. But I can't tell his tone of voice. How creepy is he being? Um, what's the word for very? Ah, boy. Mas. Mas creepy. <laughs> That's not what... Oh. Um, Many. We'll, we'll get back to you, but yes, very. Very. He'll be like wide-eyed, like, oh. That's concerning. <laughs> you think? There is a, a, a silent exchange between Racket and Baz. Cool. And, and so you guys are looking at each other and doing things with your hands? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At some point, Nazrat just will talk in your heads like, can you talk like my people? Um, well, not necessarily. You talk in, you know, the brain meets, but, uh, um, we're just doing stuff with our hands that means things. Hmm. Interesting. Language with sight. And he does the same, basically says the same kind of thing to Racket, too, who can talk back. In, right, in, right. In my like, head. Oh. Yeah, no, it, it's it's uh, it's a type of language that uses signs. The signs mean different things. If you put them in a certain, he like starts just unloading information on you because he oh. finds it very interesting that he can just start talking a lot. And and Nazred is down for it because he's like, boy, that would be great to teach the animals. Um. He's like, oh yeah, like there's been there. He's definitely seen people train an animal to talk yeah. in sign language. Animals respond very well to signs, actually. Why, thank you, my friend. This is most interesting. Does uh, anyway, know how to read? I, I, I'm gonna say no unless Big, <laughs> unless Bigglesworth, Bigglesworth would have taught. These are him. your letters, sir. And 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 technically he can, <laughs> he he could speak multiple languages of his masters. So, I I mean there's a possibility that I I would speak or I would read common, sylvan, halfling, and druidic. Uh, He's quite well read. Nice. Anyway, Tesh is creepy. Yeah, he is. Is he doing that on purpose? Tesh, I don't know what voice that is. <laughs> Tesh uh, was told uh, without anybody else there 
that the thing that he is looking for most is the Eye of Zoltek. You just handed him a note. Like, he read, like, we have located the Eye of Zoltek. And he's like, oh, I struck fucking gold. Like, those <laughs> dudes are dead, but I'm alive. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> so that's why, like, as soon as he read that, just, you have done so well. Like, you told me exactly where I need to go. You guys, uh, I assume continue on your uh your journey up this thoroughfare your pass without a trace will wear off after uh, over time um so you'll find yourselves just making a little bit more racket as you uh, uh make your uh, <laughs> uh chop your way through the jungle um the the foliage at some point you uh there's a lot of ruins here some more intact than others um and Baz, you'll spy a ruin that has the same kind of uh, motifs as the frog ruin. Um, and as the earlier last session, you saw another ruin that had kind of the same motif. And this motif being uh, it's has a wall around it. Uh, it has obelisks out front. Um, and uh, th those are the, the two main things. And at least from the distance, you can spy some writing carved into the uh, to the passages at the entrances, or, although you can't read it. Um, and this is another one uh, that looks uh, very, how you say, interesting. All right. Um, and I'll I'll go ahead and on our map mark the ones that are interesting, uh, so you know where you would need to go back to. Okay. Um, um, is there any identifying markings uh, as to which temple this is? Uh, let's see. Make a perception check. It is not sunny. Hi. Uh, it My name is Baz, and I have a great perception. Uh, 17. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, from the distance you can see over the door past past the obelisk at the door of the building itself uh carved over it around it is a horned rabbit charging a small feral looking bear huh. and there's some cuneiform uh script uh, above the door it's like one horn though not like antlers like a jackalope a single horned uh rabbit neato huh. Yeah, uh, Basil pointed out to Wally as kind of a novelty. And Wally's holding Orvex, is like carrying Orvex with him. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's on, on, just latched onto your back. And if you point that out, you're like, oh, that must be the shrine to Ishin. And he'll be aware. Well, every time I've come across one of those, it's connected to a tree stump with tentacles. Oh, I've heard of these. They're like wolf and sheep clothing top shit. I'm sorry, I shouldn't cuss, spit. <laughs> uh, this entire time, also, Orvex is keeping kind of a detailed map of the, the parts of the, the city that you are exploring. Nice. Very good. Um, about midday, as you guys have been continuing through the jungle, um, you spy a rather 
large building off to the west. Uh, one might even describe it as a manor or an estate or something of uh, royal significance. Um, and Orvex uh, will will tap Wally and be like, Bashan, that might be where we can find the Queen's Decree. Oh, all right. We can check that out later once we regroup with their friend. Friends. Keep keeping very diligent note. Uh, diligent? Is that a word? Yeah. 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 Um, and you continue... Uh, you get to a crossroads of sort. It's kind of late afternoon. Um, off to the west is this enormous amphitheater uh, in layered uh, stairs looking at a small stage. Um, and Baz, being the most passively perceptive of the group, you see a trail of big footprints like at least uh, 10 feet clawed footprints in the mud in this mm-hmm. near this amphitheater I see. Um, and you would expect to see them go into the jungle but you see them go a distance and then just stop they don't continue they do not continue they just like there's clearly like further that they should go but they do not yep are they like right next to each other, like they came to a stop, or like it do they looks continue? Like steps going in stride, and they just stop. Is this in the same direction where we saw the giant shape? Uh, make a history check. <laughs> I'll do that as well. Hey, twenty-one. Yes. Yeah. Let's not go that way. Yeah, no, I was just about to say the same thing. Fine, then. And so we go this way. Uh, and so this way you do go. You take a right at this crossroads. Um, Summerwise, keeping a, a, a mental depiction of what he saw while he was flying. Um, and he knows that if you take a right at this crossroad and the left of the next thoroughfare, that's about the area where he saw Azaka and Rinrin. And after you take a right at this crossroad, you pass another building of a similar motif of a shrine that you have seen. Um, and you guys kind of pass right in front of this one. And there are uh, all around this, like on the, the monolisks, are these carvings of monkeys hanging by their tails. Um, and on the front, if you look through the courtyard, there are actually five entrances, and uh, above the center one, uh, you see just more carvings of the, a monkey hanging by its tail, uh, and more cuneiform script. And uh, Orvex will will note, ah, this must be Wongo's shrine. Um, and you know he gives you the the quick, like he did on Asians back. Uh, uh, shrine gives you like the 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 history where Asian is the um, enemy of Oboloka. Oboloka is a uh, Zorbo. Asian is an Almiraj, and uh, they don't like each other. And here, Wongo and uh, shoot, um, the Jackie Jackulu Jackuli, who is 
Moa. Um, <laughs> I, I like what you did to the map there, but he marks that down on your guys's map, uh, and you continue on your way. And as you get to this next thoroughfare, uh, it looks like this was a, a kind of more uh, populated part of town, probably a bazaar area. And there is like this um, like collection of, of rocks, maybe some carts that have been piled here. And uh, Baz, you get a notification as you guys are approaching this. Boop, and boop, boop. Uh, as you guys get here, um, out of nowhere, a small red-skinned frog creature jumps up onto this uh, the stack of uh, of rocks, um, and simultaneously, you hear him say with his mouth, just a lot of gibberish, but in all of your heads, you hear, "Stay, friends! It is me." Uh, Kret! And he points at Nazret. Nazret! Your people need you! The and Nazret already had his boomerang out because he has the alert feet. And, and you actually recognize Kret. He is a grung that you have worked with in the past. Okay. He's right. a friend of the jungle as well. And he informs Excellent. you, Drungalung is under attack by the fire newts. I know you don't like the the grung people, but they need your help, sir. Help in back. How could I possibly resist? I am Nazrat, friend of the jungle. And then he turns. I'm sorry, my friends, but you must continue on from here without me. I hope to see you again someday. Uh, Wally will think of you always. <laughs> Baz is still pointing his longbow at the grung, trying to like catch up with what just happened. While he let down the um, scholar, take a knee next to Nazareth and give him a hug. Aww. Thank you, Mr. Nazareth. Uh, without you, I think I'd have died in that jungle a long time ago. Well, I protect all who come here. With that, I must go. And he, like, runs and woof, bounds up and like vaults over next to the grung and you both stand heroically <laughs> yep. thank you adventurous friends your your service will not be forgotten keeping my friend Nazrat safe yep. and this is all in your head verbally it's a lot of it, it's in grung <laughs> this is little little squeaky voice Burbles. It's and... just Animal Crossing speak. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I never I never got to do this, so I, I was gonna ask you uh originally, uh Tyler, but I took Thorn Whip, not mm -hmm. to use like Thorn Whip, but oh to be able god. to go whoosh and have a vine Yay. and swing away. <laughs> oh my god, you're like so... the Spider-Man of the jungle. <laughs> exactly. And Hell so, yeah. yeah. Swing That's... on, you glorious bastard. <laughs> And swing on and away. He's swinging he's away, and Bess is just like, he could do that the he whole was, time? He was the best of us. <laughs> and uh, as Nazrat, friend of the jungle, swings off to save another land, we uh, are ending our session for tonight. Thank yeah. you for running this game! <laughs>
fuck the rest of this party. Let's just follow Nazrat. Like, let's just play, <laughs> let's just watch that game. Oh, yeah, uh, the Endor Adventure presents Nazareth, friend of the jungle. If you ever want to do a one-shot and you play a game, Tyler, I will run a Nazareth, friend, <laughs> friend of the jungle. The next time somebody can't make it, we'll do that. And you're all, like, grunge. Yeah, it's just, like, rando. Yeah. Like, somebody's playing a sentient ape who learned sign language to talk to you after you taught them from what racket informed you oh my oh, god it'd be and a, perfect and a, and a grung and a lizard folk and a you know tyler the backup characters <laughs> yep oh yeah I, I i smell a i smell a spinoff i smell a one shot <laughs> let's do it yes i am so excited and speaking of things that are also exciting hey tyler where can we find you what do you do Hi, my name's Tyler, uh, also known as at Frothy Inferno on Twitter. You can find me here running Tomb of the Annihilation, Tomb of Annihilation, on Sundays or otherwise as a cryptid in the background of DanaeKeener.com's stream. DanaeKeener.com. And RJ. Hey, everybody. I'm RJ here on the channel. You can catch me at RJ's Toy 2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things of my life and sometimes stream Hitman 2 and not I'm not a psychopath, I swear. Uh, you can catch me here on Sundays as Wally, the shifter barbarian fighter. And tomorrow in our homebrew campaign, you can catch me as Calum, the Shatterkai wizard cleric. Uh, this week is my busy week. So on Tuesday and Thursdays at whoo, 10 p.m. EST, catch me over at the Hype Goblins channel where I play a very sad noble boy PM? named huh? AM. AM. Okay, you said 10 p.m. EST, and I was like, they oh, sorry. that late? No, my Jeez. brain my brain is tired. I had coffee. I'll talk about it later in nights. Um, catch me over at the Hype Goblins channel at that time where I play a sad boy named Titus Valentine. And over at G Game Nights on Thursday night at 8 o'clock EST p.m., correct, you can catch me as another noble boy who's a sweetheart. Uh, by the name of Theophilius Wilmont, who just wants to marry his longtime girlfriend. DennyKeener.com. And GB, where can we find you? What do you do? I'm Greybeard of Greybeard Tavern, and you can check my Twitter for my schedule. But I will say that this Wednesday, I have coming up a one shot that I'm playing over on G Games Nights, which is my next thing up. And we are playing Goat Crashers. The game where you're goats who want to party but can't form your own party, so you have to crash a human party. I've ordered horns. Um, hopefully, they'll be here in time. That's it for me for now. Check my Twitter. Hi, everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. You can find me here on Sundays during Doom of Annihilation, playing as Baz the Drow Rogue Fighter, uh, or tomorrow... You can find me here playing during our Four Keeps game, which is uh, run by Indoor. It's a homebrew game. It's wonderful. And uh, I play as Coriander, the Elegant Paladin, who only makes all of the mistakes. DanaeKeener.com. And I am the Indoor Adventurer. And if you've made it this far, you probably already knew that. But if you didn't, hi, Acorns. How's it going? Uh, we do shows like this on Monday, Thursday, 
at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Sundays at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. These are your first time joining us. You can go to indoor or youtube.com slash indoor adventures or anywhere where audio casts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you had any questions that you would like to give to myself or any of these other fine people, join us on Discord, post it in the side chat over, I think it's this way on the camera. Uh, and then we will do our best to respond. But we are going to be heading into that now. So I would like to say once again, thank you to Tyler for running this game. GB, thank you so much for guesting. And thank you to these other players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!